Welcome back to Contrived Insufferable, the only podcast where chats j- but us. Oh, Fuck I, that I up, fucked it up already. Start that again. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Roll- I'm not starting again. Uh, welcome it- to Contrived Insufferable, the only podcast where chats butter skin for the improvised sausage within. Guests reveal their butter skin. Butter skin. Mm. Guests reveal their most private thoughts, yet the host won't reveal his weirdly shaped chin. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say, was that introduction written by good friend of the podcast, Simon Goodway? It was. Guys, Simon is destroying you He's as a community. by a massive advantage. He, is, <laughs> he already has several in the bank in terms of introductions. If you would like to hear your introduction read on the podcast, then find at ContrivedPod on Twitter and at me with uh, your, your intro in the format, Welcome to Contrived Insufferable, the only podcast, dot, 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 and then something else. We've already had, we've already done the joke where it's just, welcome to Driving Insufferable, the only podcast. Full stop. We mm. did that. That's been done. That's been yeah. done. So you, you're, you're behind the curve if you're thinking of that. Make sure that you hashtag intro as well. So that yes, we that helps. Um, I'm here today with my co-host, Annie Harris. I've been bumped up. Bumped up to co- from unofficial co-host to co-host. To actual co-host. Actual co-host. Aww. Mm-hmm. That's very fitting for our 15th episode. It's true. It's our quinceanera. 16th, you just said. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah 16th. 16th? Yeah, 15th Oh, of course. Out. Our last one was our 15th. I'll be number monitor. <laughs> Thanks, it man. might be. These may go out, out of order as well, so this may be episode 17. Oh, I shouldn't say that sort of stuff mm, then, should it depends. I? Uh, now we're getting to the position of random... We shouldn't date the episode. We shouldn't tell anyone that we're recording this on the 30th of March. But the sun is shining. The sun is shining. Mm. Is it the 30th of March? Yep. Yes. Oh, my God. Yep. Clock, this year gone? Clocks go back tomorrow. Oh, oh thanks. Or forward. Thanks, Dad. Spring, Spring forward. forward, fall back. There we are. Yep. There we go. You uh, can always rely on parents for that sort of thing, can't you? It's like, don't forget to put your clocks back. It's like, thanks, Mum. It's the yearly text I, that I, I get. Re- I rely on uh, my phone to do it for me, like a, <laughs> like a baby. Mm. My phone just does it for me now. My uh, Our guest today is Harry Puckering. Ah. Uh, Brighton improviser and author of Listen, Say Yes, Commit. Um, with Julia Knight, with I have Julia to, Knight, yeah, yeah. yeah. co-authored with Julia Knight, uh, a book about improvis- improvisation for communication, creativity, team working, and leadership at work. That's right. How did this book come about? Uh, Julia and I met a million years ago. Well, uh, two thousand and nine, I think. And pretty soon we formed the Hee-Haws mm-hmm. of this parish, which went on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And what happened was Julia and I would be uh, chatting in the pub after. And um, but I'll take a step back. The Hee-Haws were odd. We were all a little bit older than right. other people in the Brighton Improv community. Mm-hmm. Yes. And many of us had what might from outside look like proper jobs, but there we are. Um Many of the jobs were involved with facilitation-y kind of things. Julia's an occupational psychologist, I'm a management trainer. And uh, in the pub afterwards, we kept hitting on this thing that this improv stuff, it it relates to what we do. Um, But it's not like what we do because um, in my world, in management training world, the answer to every problem is you need to plan more Mm -hmm. and you need to communicate better. Yeah. And you need to plan your communications and you need to communicate your plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that anymore. I mean I'm I'm sort of transitioning out of doing management training and it and certainly it's it's it started to feel wrong saying that to people. The dog outside sounds absolutely furious. I think he's on your side. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so and of course improv doesn't doesn't say that. Improv says um don't plan your communications. Um, learn to trust your unconscious yeah. and practice 
doing things on the fly. Yeah. Obviously. Um, and we liked it. Julia being Julia, she went off and did the occupational psychologist thing. She did she did the literature search and found that there's a small but but worthwhile occupational psychology literature on the on the efficacy of improv in work. Uh, most American MBAs include an improv program. That's so cool! I didn't know that. That's interesting. As practice, not as a one-off, but as, you know, a term, a semester. That's full. so awesome. Yeah. Um, best piece of research is uh, junior doctors uh, taught improv, come up with better um, patient feedback, feedback from patients in yeah. writing, six months to a year after learning improv than junior doctors that don't. No. Interesting. That's insane. So, so, so in other words, it, it, it feeds into communication, creativity, leadership, team building. It also does authenticity. Oh, that's so cool. And listening. Bits yeah. Of listening. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so Julia and I did, uh, we said, okay, well, let's, 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 let's do the psychologist thing and let's reproduce all of that American research because it is all American in the UK. Awesome, yeah. But we couldn't find... Um, an academic to oversee us mm-hmm. and so we, then we said okay well let's just write a book about what we found out so that's what it is so it's not a book about improv it's a book about using some of the more simple basic improv techniques in a management training or, or mm. organizational facilitation way that's so cool oh yeah that's that's it and it was written in 2013 and it just sits there and it's on amazon and I'm so excited by this, and we've re- and we've officially received our first piece of podcast swag. We do. Yeah, yeah. What we a have. lovely thing! I can't believe that other people don't do that. I mean, surely that's the whole point. You you rock up with something. With a thing, yeah. With a um, thing. You are we, the first person to rock up with chocolate. That's uh, for sure. I've set a precedent. You've got to bring chocolate. You'd have to no bring one. chocolate. Everyone. Yeah, you can't be on the podcast if you don't bring some sort. And of we have had authors good. on. There have been people who've written books on. That's true. Uh, so, Filthy. just saying. Come on, guys! If up you're your coming, game. Bring me some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and he's always saying I don't have enough stuff around the house. Oh yeah, I'm desperate for Sam to have more clutter. <laughs> she's she's desperate, nagging me all all day. She is. Where's all the little bits and pieces? Where's Sam? all the Where's all the clutter, Sam? That's definitely what we need in this house. We need more clutter. When the minimalist and the hoarder fall in love, <laughs> can you feel? <laughs> so this is an improv podcast. Um, yeah. If it. it it hadn't occurred to anyone. Mm. It is an improv podcast. And in the spirit of improv... Uh, we're all this, drinking tea. We're all drinking tea. Hurrah! Uh, <laughs> yes. And in the centre of the table is a Akai Professional MPX-8 mobile SD sample player. Ooh. You said that with such fluidity. I was reading it as I, I realised... you can't do that with your intros. Well... <laughs> Burn. <laughs> We've got some it, aloe vera downstairs. Is that a, a, a relatively new piece of technology, or is it a is it an excitingly this kind of retro piece of technology? A bit of both. Ah. So drum pads have existed since the eighties, mm-hmm. um, and this is the a sort of natural extension of of that. This is a, a newer model of an existing idea. So it's a smaller thing to be used with hands rather than with beaters. Um, now when any of the four buttons I made it there were three buttons before I made it four because it was bugging me that it was it was bugging me as well actually have you made it four now it's four. Oh, I'm so grateful <laughs> so any of the four buttons they all make the same sound but there's four just so it's like there's no aiming mm. issues okay. <laughs> we can reach it and we're can... not like trampling on each other to get to it yeah mm. uh, any of the four buttons will, will ring a bell and at that point a scene has started and the person who rang the bell 
is has started to sing and can initiate it in any way. It's essentially a living room. Right. It's like a uh, audio living room. Mm. The bell signifying the move across the stage. And another bell ends the scene. Okay. So any point during the conversation, if you want to see something or want to just get an idea, then uh, hit that bell. Ring my bell. Ring my bell. It's my bell. I bought it. Ding-a-ling. Any toward 1978. <laughs> <laughs> now, not only are you an author, Harry, you're also a musician. Yeah. And last night, even. Oh, yes. But, but hours ago, uh, you were accompanying my beloved Annie Aww, in um, an improvised opera. That's right. Which improvised in every in sense every of the sense. word. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. It was entirely unrehearsed and unprepared. It no was, structure, no format, no yeah. predetermined sort of... From what I understand, the genesis of this was Simon Goodway was like, wouldn't this be fun? Yep. And yeah. then it happened. And then we got in the corridor. He said, just do lots of melodramatic stuff. And then we went on stage and we did that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was extremely entertaining yeah. and I want to see it again with the exact same amount of preparation <laughs> because I don't want you to, I don't think you should rehearse mm-hmm. I don't think you should I would like to have some sort of structure but then again I'm like is that me needing structure in my life should I sort of well, throw caution to the wind and it didn't feel unstructured uh-huh. it felt like there was because I mean as a viewer of narrative as a consumer of Narrative A to B to C. Yeah, I, I understood what was happening. The music complemented it, and the, yeah, the words moved the story along. Who'd have thought that a piano and an electric guitar would have been operatic? But it sounded amazing. It, it, was, like a rock, great. it was like a rock opera. Well, it's, there, there's a history of using modern instruments in opera. The, the yeah. Three Penny Opera and uh, Steve Reich's ensemble, his his modern operas are all uh, using modern instrumentation and applications. So. Why not? I must admit, I'm with you, Annie. Uh, yeah. I would, I would like just a little tiny bit more structure next time. <laughs> and I would t- like less structure. Yeah, you weren't performing it. <laughs> yeah. The two people that were performing it were like, "Yeah, structure would be nice." And the audience member was like, "No, dance, ponies, dance for me." It was, uh, it was utterly terrifying, but it was, it was actually so, so much fun. Yeah, it was definitely chaos. It was, yeah. Well, it, it was chaos, except that. Oh, well, I'll tell you what I was doing. I was doing C. I was doing C yeah. for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, when I tried to get off C, I was dragged back to C Yeah, again. we're like, we're having C now. <laughs> so we haven't had C for a bit. Let's go back to that. So there Harry, was, sorry, carry on. There's an awful lot of C. Harry yeah. came back up to me later on and he was like, I think you and I have got a very deep emotional music <laughs> musical connection. And I was like, yeah. And he says, well, you know, I, you weren't even looking at me and you were sort of changing keys around the same time that I was changing keys. But mm. you weren't even, you were just, I was like, Harry, I've never, I've, it's like the, one of the nicest things I think anyone said to me it was, if it was a compliment in any, I mean obviously it, it was, was a compliment it was yeah. a compliment yeah. Uh, yeah, it was an insult it was a weird one yeah it was a weird <laughs> but like it was a it's not a it's not a conventional compliment but but definitely one of the best compliments I've ever received well that's mm. the thing with musicians when they get in tune with each other is because yeah. you're already thinking musicians think in fours and eights yeah generally thank god somebody's actually said it out loud <laughs> <laughs> Jesus the number of times I just sit there going there's a rule of four just do four there's a rule of four do it four times and yeah. then change yeah. or do it eight times and change that's, yeah. that's generally how so if you had started from the same place the, the your natural like yeah. urge to move on yeah would mm-hmm. have um, you, my voice is getting higher as <laughs> <you> get, <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we are uh, very musically attuned, Harry. I, mm. I liked that. Yes. I didn't notice at the time because I was focusing on the huge river of shit running down my legs. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was absolutely terrified, but I, I didn't notice it at the time because did you not? I, I can, can you tell me what the, what it was about? I as I, I didn't I, no I did not hear a word. All I was oh, doing really? was watching where people were going and trying to trying to Match honestly, I, I have no bandwidth for 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 for, for words. If, so. Um, yeah, I can remember what happened. Tell Annie, me, please, Annie's, for the love of God, yeah. yeah Annie's character, th- Lucinda, yeah. was okay. uh, in a relationship with Ralph Stevenson, played by uh, Catherine, Catherine Steer, Steer, friend yeah. of the show. Yeah. Um, uh, Simon. She, the, Simon, was, whose name was John... John Smith. S- John Smith, I remember that's that. right. Um, what, he still loved you from your previous relationship. You'd been engaged. Yes. But you'd left him because... I'd struggled to remember him for about five minutes. You, and then yeah, suddenly he was like, oh yeah. Not being able to remember him. You were at a football game. Yeah, that... that really? That, that structure dropped pretty quickly, Got, didn't it? They were at, well, at, at, in a football stadium. That was the location you were yeah. Um Simon expressed his... John Smith expressed his love for Lucinda. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Stevenson um, expressed... His love for Lucinda. Oh, I'm so desirable. Then there was... Um, <laughs> and then I think it cut away... John Smith presented a portfolio... A dossier of incriminating information. Yes, information about, about the pimp kicking the pig. About Ralph, yeah. Yes. He, he, kicked, he kicked a pig. And then Simon had a picture of his character... Stroking, stroking a, pig. a pig. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> Literally, it's the only thing. Because then Simon said, and I have the pig here. Or, yes. th- or words to that effect. Right. Yes. yes, and then okay. I took hold of the pig. And, then, the I, pig. and then I realised that I was holding on the pig for far too long. <laughs> yeah. And like the, the scene had moved way past the pig and I was still holding it. And I was like, please, can someone let me put down this pig? <laughs> um, and then... Oh, and then Sean came on. Sean came on. Uh, Joe O'Gorman. Other friend of the podcast who has not been on it yet. Been on it yet, but she, she will. She'll be here. She will. We'll get. We'll her. get her. I've set up a net around. There's various nets around Brighton to get like to who earrings in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and leopard um, print tops. <laughs> uh, her character was called Sean. Yep. And she then started. Pl- she was sort of a foil for the action at the beginning. Yeah. She was sort of trying to be involved in. Her character was trying to be involved in the action, but not didn't look like hmm. the character was that interested in football. Yeah. Hmm. It came out later that her character did not like football. Yeah, and that you and she yes, we secretly didn't like football. Didn't like football. Yeah, but you did love each other. Oh, ooh, and that then, was did you not get that? <laughs> I got nothing. I got. That. There was a whole sort of aria about lesbian love and love for rugby. Yeah, at one and point, got nope. some Welsh in there got some stuff saying about Sean being a well yeah well she said Sean and I instantly was like rugby like so she was the first word that came to my head like word association um so when she was like I'm Sean I was like oh thank you Joe <laughs> thank you for <laughs> picking a like a very Welsh name um so that gave me a a nice place to take it you I had that stored in the locker professed your love for each other we did hmm. um and Simon wanted off. it to happen but then not you, in a creepy way yes as well. I remember that then you yeah and then you went off and then the I uh, the ca- what's at the end of an opera cadenza Ooh, yeah uh, um was ralph stevenson and john smith working out their differences and i think implying that they were falling in love with each other yeah yeah it's kind of like the I, end of calamity jane they isn't both, it they both love football and their love interest had abandoned them but john smith only liked lucinda to get to ralph stevenson and he was just jealous of yeah. So there, wow. was a, there was a happy ending. There was a bittersweet ending, yeah. Great. Okay. It was good. I oh, love that you got none of I, this. No. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, you know, 
when I say I was just doing C, yeah. I, that, I mean, you know, that's, it's... Sounded great to me. I mean, I'm, yeah. Wow. Okay. I love, that's the thing I love about improv so much is that it's absolute chaos. It's, it's, I think when you get to a place of being very external about it and sort of seeing the whole picture and being able to almost see sort of one step ahead almost, I think that's when you're in a really, really advantageous position. But 99% of the time, it's absolute chaos. It's completely internal. You're doing your very best to listen to as many people as you possibly can, but also trying not to shit yourself at the same time and just doing that sort of like, I'm terrified, but I'm going to grin through it anyway. But then somehow it just all comes together in something so magical. So... Um, I think it was Liz Peters, it might have been Heather, who told me um, at a show of uh, two improvisers who were generally quite physical improvisers, did a lot of uh, space work and mm. object work and things, mm. Count, uh, cross-offered each other unintentionally. One of them mimed being in the shower and the other one mimed bowling at the same time. <laughs> the same stage, right? yeah. I've heard this story. Mm. <laughs> so they, and they just, they just carried on with it. They carried, they, if he finished his shower, dried himself off, and then they swapped over and the person who was bowling got in the shower and the person who was in the shower started bowling. Yeah. Now, technically, that was a cross offer that should have caused confusion and chaos, yeah. but they just you just yeah. carry on. That was it. And yeah. it made perfect sense. Yep. I think that's what I... It's a bowling alley with a shower. I think yeah. it's what attracts me so much to improv is that I came from a very structured musical... Th- well, a very structured family life but also very structured musical theatre background where everything was had to be the highest kick and the best splits and the highest note that you can belt it was never a case of like just sort of suck it and see like let's Mm. just have fun and just enjoy the chaos it was all very like this has to be this way and if you don't then you're out yep you know so then to go from musical theatre and theatre to come into improv musical improv musical comedy was such a breath of fresh air for me it really felt like you know when you go to like the chiropractor and they click you and you just sort of release the tension that you've been storing up all those years and it's that feeling of like (sighs) that's what it felt like like joining improv for me what five years ago when Mm. I started doing it was that feeling of oh performing and musicals don't have to be completely terrifying yeah in the, in that way, mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. they're much more. I wouldn't even go so far to say as they're terrifying. Just sort of exhilarating, like a very scary roller coaster that you're probably not ready for. Yeah. But you get off and you're like, that was actually okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yes, I'm not. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of the podcast. So. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, cl- we cleared everything up. Mm. So, uh, what uh, what are you planning to do with the? With the opera, are you going to do some more? Of them? I don't know. There is no planning. No, no we don't plan not. anything. No, there's no planning at all. Well, we'll definitely do the next scoops, Ben Tucker, mm, yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm going to see Simon tonight, so I'll uh, I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll be there. I'll be there, but I'll tell you. Yeah. Are you? He will tell you, and then I will. You can tell me because I don't yeah. talk directly to Simon. No, no, no. You do your talking through me. Yes. I'm going to come right out and say it publicly. I've got a mad crush on Simon Goodway at the moment. Like, he is just, like... <laughs> he is ubiquitous. I don't... Yeah? Is it, This is one of the words that I've never actually learned. Everywhere. 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 Okay. I mean, It's the know, word that I've used a couple of times in sentences, but I'm like, I hope I'm using that right. So, I, think, I, I mean, if, if you do love him, you must love him like Jesus, because he is everywhere. Yeah. I love him, like, because... 
you know when you just don't even have a crush on someone because they're like mad sexy even though he's a good looking chap but it's just because he's so talented and so funny and he really fucking gets in the bath yeah like when he's in a scene like you know that simon's gonna go all the way yeah. we were watching him in a scene last night and ben was like pleading with him to his ben's character was pleading with simon's character to kill someone and we're all like, Simon, of course Simon's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And Simon's on stage going like, uh, 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 I don't know. And then he's like, you know what? He's like, oh, go on then. And everyone's like, yeah, Simon's going to kill him. Like, yeah. <laughs> just because we all know that Simon is going to go full out. But then even he just sort of slowly stabbed Rick in the back of the neck with some scissors. And Rick didn't quite realise, I don't think. <laughs> it's that it's that thing that he's got, which I, I don't have. He... He has a narrative head all the time. Mm. Yes, every single moment he, he on stage or off stage, you can well, and he's not often off stage. Um, yes. uh, he's 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 got another he's got another process going. Yes, which is going to ha- you know not how do I how do I how do I save this? No, but how do Where's I resolve? Yeah, how do I resolve? And, and I and I I like I love that. I think I like Ben and I have talked about this. Um, I I just stay on the scene. You know, basically, yeah. I, I, what I was saying earlier, I stay in C or whatever I'm doing. I just stay mm-hmm. there. I have no narrative sense at all. I'm just, I, you know, put me in a scene. I will stay in that scene until somebody gongs, gongs, gongs yeah. me off or Harry, kills get me. out. Yeah, <laughs> because I don't know. I don't actually know where things are going. I just, I just sit there. And I love that there are people who can do the thing that Simon does. And obviously in the May Days, Heather does it brilliantly. And, yes. You know. um, yeah. Uh, and 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 I suppose equally they need people who will just hang about while they sort out you know the machine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. I always say to my kids because I teach singing um, to groups of children and one to ones as well mm. to teenagers and adults. And I always say to my ensemble classes that it's not often about being the star on top of the Christmas tree. Sometimes it's about being a bit of tinsel mm. or a bauble. You've got to be a supporting structure sometimes. And sometimes it's okay just to be a brick in that wall, and then you'll get your turn being the star another time or the roof of the house or I don't know whatever wherever what? this metaphor is yeah, going this metaphor yeah. has yeah Christmas tree house wall I don't know I need, but, we need to work yeah need <laughs> <laughs> to so, nail down and I'm sorry I, I, I got stuck at brick in the wall because I was suddenly thinking of um, Mr Gilmore selling all of his guitars at the moment what no mm, for charity oh wow oh, right. not because he's Broke. No, he's very, very <laughs> well. It's, it's like, like Martin, very well. It's like when Martin McCutcheon did the Activia adverts, and everyone was like, "Oh, Martin, are you okay?" And I think she, de- I think she declared bankruptcy about a year later. I want to say that I've just that's that fact has just come right out the back of my mind, well, and I don't even know that it's true. May have just slandered. Yeah, uh, tell Martin you what, I'm going to go Google that while you two carry on talking. Can I just say Gilmore. something about about Martin McCutcheon? Sure. And that is, um, my friend Dave is a very very good cabinet maker and he has fitted escutcheons to to my front door i have a follow-up question <laughs> <laughs> and of course we call them martines because you have to brilliant oh uh, yeah so 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 every now and again when i see david dave you got any martines on you <laughs> Okay. What is an escutcheon? An escutcheon yeah, that was my question is that well. is that little yeah. disc of brass with a key-shaped hole in it that you screw um, to the front of a wooden keyhole on a door. To protect the wood. Ah. To protect the wood. It's called an escutcheon. escutcheon. Oh, I like it. So You're just... learning stuff on this podcast. Oh, I love... This isn't just the Simon Goodway appreciation <laughs> hour. Yeah. This is Although also... I, I feel that's what our, this <laughs> episode should be called. He likes it when we, he gets little shout-outs. Mm. Um, he's going to love this one. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna blow his tiny mind. Yeah, I do have my favourites. Yeah, 
Which I won't talk about. We can talk about it. Oh. She was declared bankrupt. Thank God it wasn't Thank slum. God. <laughs> it wasn't or liable. In 2000, it 2013, she was declared bankrupt by the Kingston-upon-Thames County Court with creditors including HM Revenue and Customs. Oh dear. In 2014, she was awarded an honorary degree by the University of Bankruptcy. Of Bolton. Great. Up next for their honorary degree, uh, Martine McCutcheon. Hello, thanks so much for having me here. It's really nice to see you all. Would you like to tell this, the the students who are going out into the world something? Me, me especially. This student especially. Yes, this me. This is my star pupil. Hello, Miss, Mrs. McCutcheon. It's Mrs. McCutcheon uh, to oh, you. I'm really you're sorry. Nasty. Would, would you like to tell us about getting hit by that car in EastEnders? Yeah, so um, basically what happened was I was uh, an actor. I uh, still am. And, uh, really? What have you been in recently? Uh, Just name one thing. Love Actually. Were you in that? That was quite a lot. Yeah, I was. I thought you were lovely in that. Oh, thank you very much. Everyone kept calling me fat and all the... No, that's not... Yeah, yeah. It was a whole thing about how I had, like, fat legs. Anyway, never mind. So, um... Blonky. No. What was the name? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. Mm. You know, it was such a long time ago. I mean, very recent acting job that I had, but Hold it was on, such I'm a long time ago. Hold on, I'm just going to look through my dictionary. All right. Okay. Oh, so, um, oh, Plumpy. 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 You got to it, it before me? Yeah, Plumpy. Mm. So, um, so yeah, um, and I said, uh, where the fuck is my fucking coat? So, bankruptcy. That's a good line. Mm. Hey. Yeah, yeah, that's a good mm. line. Hey, mm? Martine. Yeah? Bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. So, How's that um, going? Well, I, I sort of te- give you this degree so I could kind of grill you about... Oh, I thought you wanted me to tell you about Your when I got hit life. by a car yeah, in EastEnders. That was boring. I didn't want to hear about could, that. Could you sign my cast, please? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. what happened? This looks terrible. I hit him with a brick. Why yeah. did you hit your student with a brick? I was trying to tell him a metaphor about being a brick in a wall. He wasn't getting it, so I hit him with a brick. Oh, you've got to go for the it tinsel really next hurt. time. Oh dear, I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm. Oh, anyway, so I was talking about uh, how I got hit by a car. Well, basically, um, I turned up uh, at the at the set one day, and they said to me, uh, "Martine, today you're going to get hit by a car." And I was like, "All right, sounds sounds good." And then I uh, I got hit by a car, and I got paid lots of money to do it. That's that's the end of that story. Good. Yeah. Anything else I can do for you? No. Here's your degree. Oh, thanks very much. No problem. This looked really nice. I mean, how? Just just an odd odd question. Yes. Um, how much do you think <laughs> it, an honorary degree from? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There we are. And I thought I had no narrative sense. I could end the scene. Oh, Martine. I did love her in love, actually. Yeah, but that wasn't recent, We're was it? We're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. I did love her in Love, actually, but there was lots of... The, so she commented in the fi- the character in the film, comments about how her boyfriend kept saying that he she was fat. And everyone's like, what a bastard, that's a really mean thing. And then behind her back, they're like, oh yeah, the fat one. <laughs> like, it's just... Nice. Kira Knightley was 17 in that. No, fuck yeah. off. Yeah. I think that's inappropriate that's... now. That's... <laughs> Because no, Harry, because that's both, not right. Both the characters playing her love interest, and also that was fucking creepy. Were men as well. like men, men? They were, yeah. I mean, they were must. They must have been verging on thirty, both of them. She's born in nineteen eighty-five. God, she's younger than me. Uh, carry on, keep filling. Fill, okay, fill, um, fill. Yes. so and he's, he stands there <laughs> with those creepy, stupid cards. Yeah. I don't oh, think I've yeah, seen that's this so grim. Film. Cheating I I'd seen in it, every I, and it it passes one and it of It was two thousand and three, but hang on, the release date was two thousand and three. When did they film it? Exactly. 
So she would have been 17. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Oh, that's, it, that's, re- that's really inappropriate. And those two guys yeah. are like... Mm. Way, way. What's the guy from the Walking from Walking Dead called? That guy, Egg, Egg. Yeah, yeah. He's no. That's oh. yeah, Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Thank he you. They were break. I'm trying to remember what my my I I witnessed a very horrible breakup some years ago, and I had to, and I and I um I formulated my my rules of uh of what it constitutes to cheat on your partner, and I'm trying to remember what they were, and I'm sure that breaks quite a few of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> darling. Yes, dear. I saw a woman's ankle. Is that okay? Rule number one. <laughs> um, well, well, I mean, I've got, I've me, I'm just my, standing here. Yes, I brought my attorney with me. Oh, <laughs> is this um, my solicitor? I, hello, Charles. Hello. It's been a while since we've seen you. Yes, don't don't mind me. I'm just writing in a book. Can I get you a cup of tea? Uh, no, thank you. Stiff gin. You sure? Okay, fine. No problem. I'll get <laughs> straight. That's that's Charles. Straight gin. It's two o'clock in the afternoon, Charles. Absolutely, but oh, good lord, I have to do this kind of shit. Okay, true. He so, does. I pay him a lot of money, but he's not nice about it oh i wonder where all of our money was disappearing yes. from anyway anyway so you saw a woman's ankle did yes. you say well, I, I guess that's fine right i yeah. also saw her knee rule number two rule number, number two, two knees i don't you're asking me if it's okay is that okay well i mean what was she wearing was she wearing a skirt let's worry about that i saw her knees okay that's fine i think this but okay what 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 else what did you see elbows Okay, that's fine. That's fine, actually. I, there's no problem that's with fine. that at all. You can see my elbows speaking right now, as a, Charles. Speaking as a solicitor. Charles is looking at my elbows right now. And I've got, I've got my sleeves rolled up, so... Yes, it's weird. We're fine. It's a weird sort of solicitor thing. You're wearing a three-piece suit and you've rolled the sleeve yes. right up. I really like uh, the 80s films of Michael Mann. Ah, yes. Ah. <laughs> oh, yes. The uh, sort of Miami look. I, that's the phrase I was trying to figure, but I couldn't it. think of Makes it. Miami Vice sense. kind of thing. Perfect yeah. sense. So what else of this woman did you see? Uh, her stomach. Okay, well, I mean, darling, if you don't mind me asking, where were you? In her bedroom. Ah, room number three. There okay. we are. <laughs> okay, so that just opens a lot of other questions. Why were you in this woman's bedroom? I was looking at her. Uh, yes, but why were you in there in the first place? She invited me in to look at her. Okay, who is this woman? Uh, your sister. Okay, and why did my sister invite you into her bedroom to look at her? She, I, she just made a lot of eyebrow movements and winked a lot and okay. sort of made little whistling noises. Did now, she, strangely, this is all okay. Did she say the words, come into my bedroom and look at me? She said, come into my bedroom, and then there was a sort of implied ellipsis. okay. So mm. what happened after the whistling noises and the implied ellipsis? She opened the front door. Okay. I was going on a date with your sister. Oh. Uh, and that's it. There we are. There we are. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have a sister, you sly dog. Mm. My goodness. Crumbs. Crumbsy crumbs. Mm. She'd probably be annoying. <laughs> That's cool. Harry, do you want to move in here instead? No, no. Uh, no, um, no, I do not. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about my own family at the moment. Oh, but, right. But in-laws are nearly yeah. always annoying. Uh, I know that you, you two aren't married, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to go any further. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, things keep, things keep going well. I've, I've got a, a lovely potential mother-in-law she's very very nice yes. I, 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 I mean I mean in-laws as in the partners of your siblings oh. oh and I'm not talking about my own family at the moment let's just get that, let's get that. oh I see <laughs> well 
your brother's partner is very nice. Yes, she's lovely. My brother's partner is also very nice. We they uh, haven't been together that um, long, but she seems very nice. Yeah. Yeah, Harry's just I wish this was a video podcast so we could see the look on Harry's face <laughs> right now. He's like, doing that face. Incredulous. Seems, yeah. hmm. seems nice. Yeah. Wait till you get you yeah. go over to hers and it's full of Nazi memorabilia. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yes. I was actually doing the Sam Eagle face from the Muppets then in case you wonder what you know for, yes. just picture that. Sick. Sick. Sam That's what I'm going to call you from now on, Sam Eagle. Oh, thank you. That's mm-hmm. nice, isn't It'll it? It'll remind you of the Muppets. It'll remind you of a Entertainment institution. With oh no, it's just because I got my hand up your butt. Oh, that's it. There we go. He didn't like that, guys. That, I feel like we need to do like snapshots of Harry's face. That's, throughout a, this that's a different face. That I don't know. Yeah, I don't even a, know who that was. Oh, good lord! Yeah, <laughs> that's what that was. That was a pearl clutching. I'm glad I'm next to the window. <laughs> so, have we got anything by way of news this week? Yeah. Hot property. Woman tries to sell plots of land on the sun. Isn't allowed. Good. That's stupid. She tried. So I'm going to take a real big stab in the dark here. Is this woman from America? No, she isn't. That surprised me as well. Where's she from? Spain. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. The land of the asymmetrical haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. true, it isn't is it? True. It's definitely true. Yeah. Now, now, we'll wait for Annie to finish <laughs> laughing so she can tell us about how she lived in Spain and how she speaks Spanish. I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed in supersonic for about... <laughs> I can see, literally can see black spots in front of my eyes. Jesus. That was so funny. So... Hey, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> you can... <laughs> She liked that one, guys. Mm. You can see uh, Elena yeah. Kerrigan's uh, signature yeah. on the table. Mm. Uh, it says Spain fan because Spain, yeah. her mother, I'm going to go back and I'm going to do it again. Her mother is from Santander. Yeah. And uh, we talked quite extensively when she and Kathy Manson were on the podcast for a little while about Spain and Spanish culture. Blah, blah, Because blah. when you're in a group of people Spain. and you have shared interests, mm. sometimes it's okay to talk about those things, but yes, we were but excluding Cathy and Sam quite a lot. They weren't my okay. shared interests, oh, were I'm they? I'm so sorry. What about my shared interests? What are your interests? Yeah, tell us, Sam. My interests are this woman who tried to sell bits of the sun. Okay, carry on. So you might remember Spanish woman Maria uh, and uh, it's Angeles, but I guess it's Angelis. Show me. Angelis. Yeah, I guess Maria Angeles. Angeles Duran, who back in 2010 declared that she owned the sun and intended to bill all solar users for its use. Oh, wow. So not Uh, just selling bits of it, but actually... Well, that was in 2010. I I fell asleep on the beach today and I was definitely under the sun. You owe her some money. Oh, (laughs) we all owe her some money. I've woken up, by the way, just in case you're wondering. Oh, <laughs> Harry's had a nice little nap that on little the beach. Nap on the beach, it, it was so yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm so um, preoccupied with my own anxiety about uh, sunburn when I'm on the beach mm. that I don't think I could fall asleep because all I'm thinking about is I'm going to get sunburn. I'm, yeah, this is it. Well, it's, it's falling asleep isn't the bad thing. For, uh, uh, I when my children were small, mm-hmm. um, I took them both to the beach and they were playing happily, and I fell asleep. Oh. And I fell asleep for forty-five minutes. Oh my god! And and my but this was a long time ago, so it's was... fine to leave your children unattended back then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so M- Molly, who was six, um, 
had run down to the to the waves and was had found a friend and was playing in the waves quite happily. <laughs> <laughs> and Ruby, who was, was three, um, uh, had adopted the couple next to me and was playing drafts with them. Brilliant for forty five minutes. <laughs> and and thank you, <laughs> mummy, mother. Oh God, this again! I'm going for a walk. Yes, let's go for a walk, younger uh, brother. Yes, uh, maybe we can find a new family, a new life. I like those people over there. They look okay, don't they? They do. Let's go over to see. They're them. all in white. They're all, <laughs> all of them. Yes, head to toe. Yeah, there's eighteen of them. Let's just join in. Let's join in, shall we? They're dipping under the water. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hello, excuse me. Hello, hello. What are you doing? We're here to celebrate life. That, that's good. We're, We're here, both alive. We're alive. We're here to celebrate life and all that the joy of nature has to offer us. Look yeah. at our wonderful, cleanly pressed clothes. Well, I don't really understand this, but... And yeah, I'm wearing a Spider-Man outfit. Would yes. you like to come and join our family? Yes. Sure, yeah. Daddy's asleep back there. Yes. Oh, well... That's very naughty of Daddy to leave you asleep, well, leave you on the beach and fall asleep, isn't it? Is, it? Yes. So we just is it? Find... I just that's what he always does. Yes. <laughs> See, it's always worked out fine before. Ah. Oh. I've got a very deep voice, so I can, you know, I can. That's okay. Take charge of situations. I love the fact your voice is so deep. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's almost like I started doing something and got bored. Uh, immediately bailed on it. Halfway yeah. and... through. That's okay. <laughs> Would you like to come and join us in the circle of love in our family of eternal happiness and joy? Sure. Well, yes. That seems incredibly plausible and yes. likely to what be are your, true. What are your names, children? I'm Keith. I'm going to call you Moonshine. Fine. What's your name, child? Simon Michael Jones. Hello, Simon Michael Jones. I'm going to call you Buttercup Joy Pants. That's a weird Pants. One. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. Pants. Now, now. Pants. That's extremely funny. Our surname funny. is Pants. Pants. Oh, dear. Yes. I don't know about so this So your family. name is Moonshine Pants. And yours is Buttercup Joy Pants. Pants. Yes. Buttercup. Are you sure about this family? We could. Might, we could. Would see you like to be part of the of the of the Pants family? See if there's any other offers. No, you, I'm happy you're here. Happy actually, with this one, really nice. We have sausage rolls. Oh. Vegan, as far oh. as the eye can see. <laughs> these all of these pebbles are made of small, handmade vegan sausage rolls. Would you like one? That's a surprise. That is a surprise. <laughs> I really wasn't expecting that. That's okay. Daddy's I, always telling us to I'm, not eat pebbles. I'm treading on them now. That's okay. Let them. Can I still eat the ones I'm treading on? Feel them squish between your toes. Oh. Ew. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure I like this. Taste them with your feet. Foot pastry. Mmm. Would you like to play in the sea? Don't ding that bell. No, no. No, no. No. <laughs> I had that to get out. Took a turn. I had Ooh. to get out. I was going to get you to go and play in the sea with my nineteen other children, or whatever it was. Uh, and on that note, we'll take a short break. <laughs> Chocolate time. Chocolate time. Mm, yum. Back to controlled insufferable. Oh, okay, I'm here with. <laughs> That's right. It was so you were. Right. So you were recording it. Then. I was just now. I oh just... fuck! 
Am I allowed to swear? Harry's been yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuckly fuck fuck. Harry's been saying some very incriminating things that unfortunately we didn't. We didn't get. record them, so <laughs> there's no evidence. Damn. You'll I'm never here. get me copper. I'm here with Annie Harris. Hello. And Harry Puckering. Hey. How's it going? I'm all right, thank you. Good break. We got we got refreshed on teas. Mm. We got uh, waters. Yep. We had some chocolate. Oh, I yeah. Mm. I chewed and sucked. Harry taught Moving me how on. to suck chocolate. <laughs> well, you do have to suck chocolate. That's a given. Mm. Um, I just going to. You. I asked you what you were doing tonight. I just yes. thought I'd tell you what I'm doing because I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Ah, yeah, In of the toy museum tonight mm-hmm. is a folk singer performing, and yeah. the toy museum is a really good venue. We should somebody should use it for for improv because it's amazing. Oh, I've, never, it's, I've never even been there. Go there. This is the I one mean, under the bridge. Yeah. by the station. So it's a venue. Oh, in the yes, evenings. of course. And uh, and um, Chris Riddell, uh, cartoonist and children's illustrator, yep. is going to draw the person singing and illustrate her songs live while she's singing. Wow, that is so cool. That's awesome. Hmm? Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh. And for a man alone, that's the kind of thing I like to do of an evening. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds really lovely, Harry. Damn you having a rehearsal tonight, Sam. Well, you don't have to come. Well, I Well, I want to because Simon has a good cat. <laughs> oh, and you're doing it in Simon's improv shed. Yes. Oh, well, there we are. You'll That's be in better. the improv shed, and I will be in the living room with the cat. Mm. Do you do silly things with his Alexa? I'm sorry, we're talking about him again, aren't we? <laughs> this is the Can we just be called We Love Simon? <laughs> we Love Simon. Yeah, we're changing the name. We're pivoting. Marry we're going to pivot Simon. to a Star Wars podcast, and now we're pivoting to a We Love Simon podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we, I mean, a lot of our listeners are of the Brighton improv community. Yeah. So at least we're appealing to our listeners. It's true. Who yeah. will know yeah. what we're talking they about. They will. They'll know who and what about which we're talking. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Simon has an excellent cat. His name is Henry. Yes. He's a big fluffer. Tries That's my real show. name. Really? Mm. Oh, yes, of course. Harry. Mm. Yeah. Well, my surname is Harris, which comes from the son of Henry. Yeah. The there English king. Had I had a son, he would have been called Harrison. Oh, that For was that my nickname. Very reason. That was my nickname at university. Oh. Harrison. Yeah, Harrison Ford or Ford. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a strange choice of surname, but I wasn't interacting with the most intelligent of people. Sam, nickname? Um, don't think I had any nicknames really. Don't remember any. We've got lots. Well, we've got lots for each other, but yeah, they're very but they're smushy just and stupid. Mm, cuddle bunnies. Stupid. Snuffle How poo. dare you? <laughs> they are very silly. Yeah. The problem was, it, in terms of mean nicknames, mm. um, like it came up the other day that that lots of things rhyme with my first name, Sam. There's Ham. Lots, Ham. Pam. Ham. Cam. Jam. There's lots of them. Yeah. Damn. It never occurred to me before because my surname rhymes with the word gay, and everyone had just stopped there. They'd just given up at that point. Yeah. So very unimaginative, uh, homophobic, yeah, bullying. Well, my name, my first name rhymes with Fanny. Oh, yeah. Oh dear. My surname. Yeah. Oh, Harry. <laughs> you, we all know where that went. <laughs> we didn't even need to say it, did we? Everyone was just like in their head. <laughs> That's okay. When yeah. I was at school, I went to school in South Wales, and when I was at school, we had to learn Welsh uh, by look. By it's the law to learn Welsh in Wales Good. until you're yes, until you're sixteen. Um, I still can remember very little of it, despite having done it from when I was four to when I was sixteen. Um, great slurping there, both of you. Sorry. <laughs> I just heard <laughs> click, 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 I've got and the Welsh 
word for eyes is chlugide. And when we were doing parts of the face and body, all of my friends, I say in inverted commas, were laughing at me because my, as a child, I had very thick eyebrows, like almost a, a monobrow, if you will. And they were all laughing at me and pointing and saying that I had slug-eyed instead of slug-eyed because I had very thick, sluggy eyebrows. That's horrible. Fast forward 20 years and thick eyebrows are in fashion. Mm. And all of those girls who've plucked their eyebrows to little tiny puby worms in the 2000s are now all trying to desperately pencil in their eyebrows. Who's laughing now? Who's hey, laughing now? I don't even need to pencil my brows in. They're natural. Everyone's like, oh, what, what do you use in your eyebrows? I'm like, I'm literally not wearing an iota of makeup right now. And they're like, oh, I'm so jealous. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like going back in time to seven year old Annie, like all of my friends keep calling me slug eyed. It's like, just wait. Just wait, Hen. Kim Kardashian will make them a thing. It's in my head, so I, I, I'm going to find it really difficult not to talk about this, so I'm going to have to say it quickly. Okay, uh, I went, to, I went to, uh, to school with, with two kids. One, her name was Carol Golder. So, of course, she was called Barrel Boulder by everybody. <laughs> Barrel Boulder. She sounds like a sturdy woman. And there was also a guy with a really, really prominent um, brown mole on his face. Mm-hmm. And he was called Shit Spot. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's horrible. It's absolutely. I mean, kids are so horrible. Uh, uh, the, the fundamental cruelty of kids. humanity does does, oh, does just so depress awful. me. That's so bad. Oh my hi, god! Carol. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Carol. Yeah. Hi. Um, I have worked with children quite a lot over the last five years, and one of the cruelest things I've noticed that they do is they have a insert child's name touch. So if a chi- if a certain child touches something that has the say the sam touch so if sam sat in that chair i couldn't sit in that chair because it had the sam touch um and we had to we would all have to directly avoid the chair or the pen or the bin or the door handle whatever it was and i was like that is actively horrible god like you're treating each other like lepers and you don't even know what lepers are yeah children are gross they are They are so horrid. I was even talking about this with one of my singing students today. She's 14. Mm. And she was like, when are you going to have children? And I was like, actually, I don't think I will ever have children. And she was like, why? And I was like, have you ever tried to look after a child? She's like, I have held one for a bit and I hated it. I was like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I, 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 she thinks they're very cute. But I was like, I also think they're very cute. But Sam and I, my best, my best friend, she's got a two year old son. Mm. And he is the love of my life. I adore him, possibly more than I love Sam. Casper is my boy. I get it. Yeah. Those eyebrows, the I, eyelashes. Are oh, like, God, that is, it's uncriminal. Don't for say a, eyebrow. Don't say eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's criminal for a child of that age to have such incredible, uh, a male child to have such incredible eyelashes. Anyway, um, and he is the love of my life. But when he's been with us for about three or four, hour, three or four hours, I'm like, it's time for you to go home now. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you need to leave. Yeah. You need to get out. Um, I love I love him. Yes. But that's enough. There's I think I said in my stand up once about two years ago that I feel the same way about children that I do about giraffes. In that I love giraffes and I love looking at them and I think they're beautiful, but I really don't want one inside my house. Mm. Which got <laughs> quite a lot of laughs. I was quite proud about that. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. Largely improvised line. Well, completely improvised because I wrote yeah. it, but I came up with it on the fly and I was quite proud of it. Yeah. 
and and speaking as a parent, mm. you do you do take them home from hospital, you and your partner, and and it hits you fast and slow and forever that it, 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 for the first time in your life that's absolute responsibility. I mean, obviously, <laughs> other people have you know there are children. There's, there's things in the station at the moment about children who care for their 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 parents. Yes, yes, and that's extraordinary. And those kids learn what it means to have absolute responsibility far too young mm. but 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 I got it at 31 and it's like it is that oh okay so if I'm not completely on top of looking after this person and then these people then I have to trust someone else to be completely mm. on top of and and it, that that mm. does just completely alter everything yeah i bet it does yeah. i mean sorry no, that's, 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 that's no comedy in that at all except no but there's love, truth but, and that's know. what we yeah. that's what we like yeah yeah, some truth, bit of truth. I think we love and 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 I wouldn't do anything else. Obviously, no. Yeah. Obviously, Molly and Ruby, <laughs> love you. <I> would. <laughs> <laughs> How old are your daughters? If you don't want uh, Moll is twenty five. Mm-hmm. Ruby is twenty two. Oh, mm. never met them. Well, they don't live here. Moll lives in Leeds. Oh wow! Uh, and is making it in her band Peaks. Oh yeah, which I should. Last single was out three weeks ago. Next single is out next week. Um, Go Marlon Peaks. How, thank you very much. And Ruby, who is in, doing her finals at UEA at the moment, uh, is actually coming down to Brighton in two days' time for Aww. a month while she hangs out and finishes all of her final bits of revision. Ruby time. Mm. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, brilliant. No, uh, the reason that face was because um, she arrives on Monday, and on Monday I go to Uxbridge for a week because I'm Aww. delivering a very weird training program. For oh, yikes. Yeah, Uxbridge, mm. though. Mm. I've been to Uxbridge quite a few times because I used to live in Ealing. Yeah. And I've been Did to Uxbridge. Where in Ealing? Uh, I lived in all over. I lived on Hanger uh, Lane. Okay. I lived in South Ealing. I lived sort of the other side of South Ealing in Northfields. Yeah, I was a Northfields guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Seaford Road. Oh. 52A. I lived on, uh, I can't even, York Road. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so did you go to the, I've forgotten the name, the, the amazing um, Indian restaurant, Nepalese Indian restaurant? Yes, up the road. Yeah. Oh, that was so, so so good. This is Spain talk all over Spain again. Spain all over again, except it's Northfields. Who was the leader of the of the Labour Party who was Welsh um, uh, uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? <laughs> oh. I, I feel like this is two things that I should know a lot about, and yet I have no idea. Because he used to go there a lot, and he, he got into a fight. One, famously got into a fight. Mangans. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to Google it. His son is married to the Prime Minister of Denmark. Wow. Maybe. I don't know. That's so exciting. I went to that Nepalese place once. Um, I had just broken up with a boyfriend and I was very upset. Um, after, you know, when you are with someone for, for three months, it is deep and real. Mm. Yeah. So um, I was very, very crushed. <laughs> and um, I went to the Nepalese place with my housemates. They took me there to cheer me up. And they previously had a history of not being very kind to me and just not not even, not kind, but just sort of quite cold and, you know, housematey and just mm. like, mm, I don't really care sort of thing. Uh, and they were like, we'll take her to, to the Nepalese place to, to cheer her up. And it was one of the nicest times I had when I lived in that house because the rest of it was not joyous let's put it that way oh. but that nepalese place sort of saved it really god it was wonderful oh it was so good so oh <laughs> <laughs> we 
Welcome to Mangan's home of Nepalese cuisine. We have the best Nepalese. Come on in, madam. Hello. I'm going to talk just like you. And you'll be dining alone this evening, just I see. me. Give me a menu. It's very large. I would like... It's to be large. It requires two men to carry the menu. Which is why we're yes! both here. Yes! We're both here. Good. Yes. Bring me a gin. The biggest oh. gin we have. Oh, a gallon of it. A gallon a of gallon? gin for a the lady. That's a small gin, gin in mangans. <laughs> <laughs> How we laugh. When will, <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> when will the fight begin? Oh, the fight is scheduled for seven. PM, madam. I hope you're ready. So ready. Born ready. I've shaved my legs in anticipation. It will be a leg fight after all. (laughs) That's why we're wearing skirts. Slippery legs. Slippery leg fight. Would you like to fight with me? Yes, let's fight. Let me grease you down again first. Some of the grease has come off. Like a good and natural thing to want to do when walking into a Nepalese restaurant. I'm going to quickly eat 19 poppadoms. Crunch, crunch, crumbs, crumbs. It was just like that. Ah, yeah, I remember it. How could I forget? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) We have a slippery leg flight. flight, flight, flight. Slippery leg flight. I'm tired. Well, no wonder. I mean, if you do more than one of these a day, I mean, obviously, I shouldn't say that, should I? Because you want want to do the magic of podcasting. We record, yeah, we're sort of doing two at a time at the moment, which yep. is which is nice because we're now getting to that really nice episode, nice place in podcasting where we actually have banked episodes. Banked eps. Oh my goodness! That's right. So that's the thing. Yeah, and that yeah. also is why because your 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 instructions were very precise. It was it was like that's me, not Sam. <laughs> okay. okay, your instructions were very Thank precise. You. <laughs> at you know time, location, what yep. to bring, and and I, and that's great because I I like to be told what to do. Sam started this podcast about just over a year ago, wasn't it? And was sort of a, a little bit of a just a, a fun thing to do and just to yep. sort of spread his wings a little bit. And then I came on the scene, and suddenly there were calendars and oh, lists and scheduling oh it's horrible isn't it and simon uh, again we love you simon um simon goodway good friend of the podcast even remarked that the podcast seemed much more put together now that i was involved <laughs> now a, a question for you because this, this this goes back to something i'm interested in sure it's clearly by your own account you are organized and, oh extremely yeah and by your account you're not no okay now is is it that you're you're organized in your head and that's like seeps out and you organize your environment as a consequence or no the other way around is it is it you're disorganized in your head and you organize your environment in order to yes. make ah there we are that one yeah <laughs> so, completely both of us um are very anxious i'm sure sam won't mind me saying both of us terribly anxious human beings yes. and enjoy order and structure mm. to um to reflect calm inner calm i think um i'm, I'm very very organized with my work mm. oh yes um it's all very procedural and mm. buttoned down but that has not extended into my sort of personal no i think you use up all your organizational powers don't yeah. you it's a because it's quite a lot of for me especially doing that kind of thinking is feels like creative energy yeah being burned so 
with the with the podcast it was i'm not letting you use that excuse for making a mess in the kitchen no the reason i can't put i can't close cupboards and shut drawers is because i'm too i'm too creative so creative i'm so creative Mm -hmm. i can't possibly be expected to clean up after myself no can't possibly so so that's and it's sort of um yeah, it doesn't quite translate for some reason. Yeah, into into other areas. Yeah, I, I, the reason I ask is because that's that's what I think. I, th- I mean, certainly my experience is what's going on in my head is is mm. um, it's not utter chaos, but you, yeah, you, know, it, you can also I, tell when I'm not feeling well because mm-hmm. I, I live with a, a chronic pain and fatigue condition and also really poor mental health, and you can tell when I'm not feeling well because the house is completely disorganized. I'm my my work and my you know my emails are sort of racking up and that sort of thing my organizational skills go out the window mm. when I'm not feeling well you see I I do two things when I'm stressed mm-hmm. one is I eat yes and the other is is I tidy yes that and that that so so if you walk into the house and it's really tidy it's actually there's no food in the fridge <laughs> uh, it's because it, I'm yeah yeah it's a nervous habit isn't mm. it my um my cousin uh my dear cousin <clears throat> passed away at the end of not last year the year before hmm. um he was my, actually my mum's cousin so he was my first cousin once removed more okay. sort of like an uncle right. age to me um he passed away from cancer at the hmm. end of 2017 and his sister my mum's other cousin used to come by quite a lot i was living with him at the time and his sister used to come around to our house quite a lot to to tidy and to you know care for him right. and take him to appointments and that kind of thing and uh, i think shortly after he got diagnosed i I actually found out he was going to pass away while I was with somebody else. So I never really got that chance to sort of, I don't, I, well, I think I just sort of had to carry on at the time. But then I woke up the next day and it sort of really hit me. And I was like, I have to tidy something. I have to clean something. I, have mm. to, I need to clean to sort of take my mind off this. And I went downstairs and my cousin's sister, my other cousin, I presume, uh, I assume, sorry, uh, was uh, already in the kitchen cleaning and cleaning the kitchen and um, doing all the dishes and like doing all the skirting boards like all the sort of stuff that you just never do mm. and I was like can I you know can I can I help you at all and she was like no no it's fine don't you you know don't you worry kind of thing and I was like no I, I'd really love to help please let me help and you can also mm. you can tell that both of us are from, from, the, from the same family kind yeah. of we both have that tidying gene as a, as a method of relaxation and then I think after my cousin passed away uh, I, I mentioned just this thing to her and sort of like it was just funny to watch us almost sort of battling each other to, to have things to clean so we could de-stress and she was like well I'm very glad that that gene has gone somewhere because it's certainly not gone to my daughters <laughs> I was like well <laughs> it's uh, it's gone to me yep. she was like I'm glad it's gone somewhere uh, but that's that's where I got it from it's mm. my my mother's cousin there we are the shout out gene. I also found out around that time that if your um, your parents cousins are also called your Welsh uncle or your Welsh auntie which makes it very confusing to us you're because we are Welsh <laughs> so but everyone is your uncle or, or your aunt in, in Wales if it's a friend of your parents or someone who lives down the road or their uncle this or auntie that that was but, the same in, in my village yes. I, mean, I mean all the people my mum was friends with were my aunties but yes. they weren't yes exactly um but it Auntie is a, amy yeah played the played the organ next door oh she sounds lovely but it is an actual thing that your the cousins of your parents hmm. are called your welsh uncle or your welsh aunt sort okay. of colloquially which i thought was so lovely no darling i'm not explaining this again your first cousin twice removed is your bangladeshi sister uh-huh and your second cousin four times removed the on your ukrainian fa- ukraine yes 
Okay. Is your Ukrainian mother. Can I get a pen and write this down? No, yes. you must remember. Don't help her. She Dad, must remember. I'm just your inner voice. <laughs> yes, my inner voice. You're that not I helping. Call, that I call dad. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. The ghost of my father That's lives it. within me. Your inner voice is your dad. Mm-hmm. Your father is your uh, Spanish mother. Yeah. And, and you are my. I'm Ukrainian. Your Ukrainian. Uh, housemaid. Ah, you makes see, perfect sense. As an interval, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm going to excuse myself, gentlemen. Okay. okay. Be right back. All right. No problem. So, Mr. Sam. Mr. Mr. Puckering. Mm. Mr. Harry. Yeah. Mr. Henry. Mr. Yeah. I guess. What's the... Uh, so, is that just a thing I'm not aware of, of Harry and Henry being interchangeable? Well, of course, or? you are aware of it, because every single King Henry in the UK was known as Harry or Hal as is Prince Henry oh of course it's, it's, it's a royal thing and if you'd, if you'd met my mum which you would never have done because uh, she's been dead for an awfully long time um, sorry <laughs> don't be sorry <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say um, uh, she was a massive massive monarchist right so um, my, my sister is called Margaret Elizabeth Names Blimey. of the, yeah. the princesses. Um, my brother is James Philip, mm-hmm. King James, uh, Prince Philip, and I am Henry John, King Henry, King John. King John. That's not quite so nice, obviously the John thing. Um, <laughs> and like um, like all the royals, uh, it says Henry on my birth certificate. Yeah, but I was I've always been known as Harry. And you know what really annoys me? What's that? It's that about ten years ago the bank changed my. Um, checks huh. and my cards from Harry Puckering to Henry Puckering without consulting me. And I went to them and said, I'm sorry, that's the name on my birth certificate, but that's not my name. Yeah. Can I please have my name? And they said, no, we can't do that. You have to have but that. You can, but your name can be whatever you want it. Yeah. And, I, and, they, <laughs> had, and they didn't, they just wouldn't change it back. What? So, yeah. Um, other name facts in my family, just in case you were wondering. Yeah. Um, uh, my mother's brother was christened John, and like lots of Johns of his age, yeah. he was actually known as Jack all yes, the time. Jack and John, but yeah, yeah. Which means that my when my mother was born, his younger sister, and she was christened Margaret, only Margaret, uh, she was automatically called Jill. Jack and Jill. Course. And um, everybody knew my mother as Jill, except for me. I knew her as mum. Um, but she couldn't write Jill Puckering. She just found it completely strange. So so she was Jill or Margaret Puckering, but she was never Jill Puckering. What? This is madness. It is. Family names. Family names. There I you think. go. Uh, my family has the old posh tradition of all the men having uh, a middle name so that they can use... Mm. whichever one they, they yeah. want to which has led to some confusion of people in my family not being the name at all that I knew them by yeah <laughs> it's like oh okay that's not their name they just called that yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah. interesting well I, I gave well Maggie and I gave gave our daughters middle names so yeah. they could have a choice yeah um, so so Moll is Mercedes if she wants to be um, which of course we thought was desperately posh but it's actually it's the brand name yeah, no, it's, it still sounds it, good. It, it means, you know, it's Catholic. It means Our, Our Lady of Mercy. It's a really good name. I've met quite... Hello, I'm back. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was living in Spain, she says... Mercedes. I, I met Here a lot of women go. called Mercedes. Yeah. Yes, they did. 
Here we go. Or Merche. Oh. I had a downstairs neighbour whose name was um, Immaculada Concepcion. Yes. That's a good name. That uh, doesn't surprise me Imma- in the slightest. In- Ruby's Imma- middle name was going to be Dolores, which I completely love. Oh, I love but of course, that. that's, that's Our Lady of Sorrow. So I thought we can't, oh, yeah. we can't do that. Perhaps not. So she became Ruby Stella. And of oh. course, that's a brand name for a not it very is. nice lager. But I didn't think about that at the time. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes, that is a bit of a shame, isn't it? There was yeah. a boy at my school called Harry Potter when I was, uh, yeah. when I was growing up in my secondary school. I went to school with a boy called Jack Dorr. Oh, really? <laughs> and another boy called Gordon, Gordon Bennett. Oh, no, you did not. <laughs> they did. Oh, no. That's so fun. They but they knew, his sur- they knew what his surname was going to be when they yeah. named him. <laughs> oh, no. Gordon Bennett. My grandma says Gordon Bennett all the time. If I hear the words Gordon Bennett, I'm like, ah, oh, grandma. <laughs> there she is. It's Graham Graham. Ah, oh, there she be. In other news. Okay. Oh, that's true. Tinder for cows. Great. Do they moving a, on? <laughs> they swipe left with their well trumpets. Others, <laughs> a Tinder-inspired app is helping farmers match up potential partners for their cattle. Mm. Cattle tudder. <laughs> hey! So they do use their udders to swipe left called, or right. That's like us using, oh, Harry, the wiggle. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, the, the article feels the need to explain that joke. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Called Tudder, a mix of dating app Tinder and Udder. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It lets farmers swipe right on cattle they like the look of. Amazing. When they are directed to a page. Blah, 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 so does, stuff, blah, blah. that immediately makes me think, you, you know, there's all this evolutionary biologists are saying that, that the reason why why we are interested in in attractiveness is because um attractiveness gives is it implies better genes yeah Mm -hmm. so you wonder then i mean are far i suppose farmers can probably read which are the most attractive cows i guess so and and do the do the most selective (laughs) what yeah you see you see that one over there yeah which one the brown one or the The, black one the brown one with the with the that behind Oh my! Yes. Oh. oh, is she oh, beautiful? Oh, me, that is a cow and a half. Oh, the sweet dulcet tones of a siren. <laughs> oh, she's lovely. Though. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about you know asking her if she wants to come to the dance on Saturday. But what will you do if she says no? Can you handle the rejection, Pete? I don't know, George. I just, I don't know. Can you, you know? handle it? I'm not, it's you're not coming, I can't put up with another week of you crying on my shoulder. It's been so long since Daisy left me. I'm so sad and so lonely, George. I just need somebody to hold me at night. I know. Do you think I should go for it? I think you should, but I just want you to be prepared okay. for the worst. I'm just going to, I'm going to walk over to her. All oh. right, okay, off I go. Bye. Bye. Good luck. Thanks. Oh, that was a blimmin' big hill. Hi there. Um, what's your name? Remind me again. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, such a beautiful name. Um, I, d- I couldn't help but um, noticing you over there. Um, and uh, I think you're, I think you're really pretty. So I'm just, I would look. I, I so I, I mean, you know, you've probably got loads of offers, but I'm just wondering if you want to go to the. To the dance with me this Saturday? We're having it in the barn. No. Would you would you like that? No. I'm gonna take that as a solid yes. Shall I pick you up around eight o'clock? No. 
Just get me out. <laughs> help, help, help. I was doing the Tim Meredith save me eyes. Like somebody for the love of God, please get me out. Oh. That was lovely, Harry. Thank you. I feel like we shared a really special a weird, moment. That was a weird one. Um, I was fluttering my eyelashes in a very Oh, lovely. And of course you said cow and a half. And I, and I wanted to say calf. But but I couldn't because I was in character. Very oh, good. that is dedication Stain. to Commit- character, Harry. To what commitment. <clears throat> Beautiful. So on that note, I think we'll uh, wrap things up. Oh, We're coming to the end of our time. It's a really oh. chill little time. I've loved I know, it's it. It's been very nice. So, um, it's been so nice. Do you have anything to plug? Any upcoming shows? Any? Don't do shows. Um, I, actually, uh, uh, no. Oh, uh, but 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 there is that book I mentioned at the beginning. <laughs> I'll bring the mic a bit closer again. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. If you are wanting to use improv in a corporate environment mm. to develop people, then um, talk to Julia. Talk to me. That's probably the best thing to do. Um, and where can we find you? You can find you can you can Google me. I'm all over the interweb. It's just all oh, I say. <laughs> just just <laughs> there. Goodness me. Yeah. Um. Or or go on Amazon. Um. Mm-hmm. And you can get a copy of Listen Say Yes Commit in paperback, mm. print to order, as they are nowadays. Or on all of the ver- your various um electric book options, which are all available in all usual places. Wherever you get electric books from. Yeah. Are they called electric e-books. E-books. e-books? e-books. That's the word I was looking for. It was <laughs> for a new fangled gone. contraption. Electric books makes them sound a lot more dangerous yeah. than, than they are. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I was going to ding the bell, but it was one of those bells that I didn't ding. Well, thank you very much, both of you. That's been a real pleasure. Uh, my, that's my first. You've you've broken my... my, um, my uh, this is a podcast, isn't it? Yes. You've yeah. broken my podcast duck. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Oh, it's been such Thank a pleasure having you on. Thank you, nice. Harry. Mm. Do you have anything to... Uh, you had something... You oh, definitely, to, um... yeah. I've got so many things to plug. <laughs> My mouth, no. Um, <laughs> so I'm doing a show at the Brighton Fringe this year. Are you? I am, yeah. What is it? It's called Shit Scripts, Bad Manners. Uh, it's oh, a... is that with Guy War? Yes. Yes, Guy's in the show. Okay. Oh, I love a bit of Guy. It could be called We Love Simon and Guy. Um, And the show is uh, a script that was written by my ex-boyfriend, Zach, Mm. when he was 15. We found it when we were cleaning out his bedroom about a year and a half ago. And uh, I just couldn't let it go. It was so terrible. It was filled with so many errors. And I just felt it was like an old beat-up car. Like Mm. it needed one more bit of life, you know? Mm. So I kept teasing him and saying that I was going to put it on and uh, and then eventually the teasing just went really far and I ended up booking a venue and applying for Arts Council funding. So wow. that's what that's happening. So you've got the venue. What is it? Yeah, we've got the venue. We're at Sweetworks on Middle Street, which is the 15 to 17 Middle Street venue. That's Sweetworks a, I went to see something there only a few days ago and it's oh. a really nice venue. Yes. Have I've you been perf- in? I've performed there several times. Yeah. yeah, it's really lovely. They've got a great team there. It's going to be on from the 13th to the 19th of May. Um, so yeah, just in summary, uh, it's basically a really terrible screen that we've given to professional actors and professional improvisers to try and just have them make a bit of sense of it really and help it and help it make sense for Zach if anything and for creativity and for the love of writing which he has now sadly uh, dropped in in the need to 
earn a living as we all do Hmm. um so in a commitment to the impossible and for love of creativity we have uh, decided to put on a script despite being ex-partners so that's what's that <laughs> arts council funding so you got that no we well we, ah. we, we applied okay. actually they did say it was a very good idea but we just they just needed some more clarity in the application and considering it was my first application i was very proud of that okay i'm sure people listening will know just how hard it is to to secure arts council funding anyway it's on uh half past nine from the 13th to the 19th of may if you're if you like your improv chaotic and uh if you like things like the play that goes wrong or my dad wrote a porno podcast um our great and glorious leaders then then please do pop along we would love to have you um this is part of the podcast now where sam would would normally wrap up yes and he's, he's gone he's disappeared Where's, where yeah. has he gone that's okay because i've got some very interesting things to say okay. as well on top of that so ladies gentlemen and unicorns and all that's in between we have got some super exciting news for you we here at contrived or insufferable sorry i'm gonna say that again at contrived and insufferable are running our first ever competition we are so so excited that the podcast is now growing and strengthening the amazing power that is the brighton improv community but now we really want to make sure that as many people possible know how amazing you all are and the way that we're going to get this is by you leaving a lovely review for us on our pod for our podcast wherever you get your podcasts from so that can be uh, itunes is very useful stitcher spotify if you can even leave reviews on spotify and we're also on podbean as well and if you leave us a five-star review with some lovely words if you like on any of those platforms then your name will be automatically entered into a draw to win a mystery prize oh um so we'll hear more about that mystery prize in the next couple of episodes but yeah do head over to wherever you get your podcasts from and uh, make sure that you leave us a lovely five-star review and hopefully it could be you winning that mystery prize or me or you perhaps possibly Harry. yeah that, that's why i just said that yeah mm. i think we should uh sign off um sam's disappeared um this is the first time i've ever wrapped up Okay, well, you're doing really well. Thank you very I'm much, I'm just Harry. sitting here watching you, but how professional, because, in, because while while doing that, you had to get your phone and find what you wanted to talk about. And multitasking. Absolutely. See? Brilliant. Uh, the, power of, the power of me. Whereas I'm just sitting here with nothing but a cup of tea, which is now gone... <laughs> Tepid? Yeah, so, just as I like it. Excuse me, I'm going to kind of slurp a bit. Slurp away. Mm. Oh, yes, Harry. So... Thank you very much for listening to Contrived and Insufferable. I'm back. Oh, there he is. Hello. I'm back. In the nick of time. We were just about to wrap up. Where did you go? I went to answer the door. Okay. Very quickly. Uh, you, what, is Literally about to wrap up. Say thanks so much. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, right, bye. bye. <laughs>